It's showtime. Oh, never mind. <laughs> uh, so it's not exactly a cold opening, and it's not the new intro, and it's. I guess I, I, I guess I finger stuttered on the on on the on the, uh, on the old opening, and. Oh God! I hope the rest of the week doesn't go like this. Hi. It's Robin. It is. Uh, Monday, the 12th day of December, 2022. This is the Horn. Head on dot live is where you'll find us on the interweb tubes. And that, of course, is where you go if you'd like to be part of the Merry Wacky Zany Real-Time Ed Cap Multimedia Extravaganza that is the Horn chat room in the three hours in which this program is live, Monday through Friday, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, all time zones in between, and the Great Globe Round, and whatever time it is, when you happen to be listening to the podcast, however you happen to be listening to the podcast, whether you're listening to it on TuneIn with all those lovely hydrocarbon ads, or if you're listening at HeadOn.Live, which is the absolute best place to listen, or listening on, say, Stitcher or Apple, whatever it is, uh, I'm just grateful that you're listening, and I thank you so very much. Listen, I am good... I know. I don't, I don't ask for a lot. I really don't. But I am going to ask this because I'm terrible at social media. I mean, I really stink at social media. I don't know how it works. I just know that we're subject to the whims and follies of, of uh, algorithms, I guess. Listen, if you're listening somewhere besides HeadOn.Live, if you're listening on Spotify, and we are on Spotify, if you're wherever, will you please... Pretty please. Uh, leave some feedback. You know, like, you know, God, we love Robin. She's awesome. Now, I mean, this is not for my ego. This is so the algorithms will notice. Okay? And, you know, upvote it. Like and subscribe. You know, I mean, I always wondered why all those YouTubers were, like and subscribe. Well, that's why. I mean, ah. So, uh, please, that, that really does help. Um, and if you listen on Podbean, do the same thing there. Uh, it, you know, and, and Brother Deacon and Asa is in on this with me as well. Pretty, pretty please. Because it increases the visibility of the program because apparently that's the only way the algorithms know. I mean, think of an upvote or, or a thumbs up or whatever the hell it is. Think of it as kind of like tickling the algorithm in a totally appropriate way, okay? That, that's all. That's all. That's all. Anyway, here we are, uh, the beginning of uh, the second full week of December. Um, isn't it? Yes, the beginning of the second full week of December, uh, moving toward the holiday season. It is, in fact, Moran Monday. And yes, yes, we have Morans. In fact, 
Uh, sometimes I, I think maybe going forward, I need to start like giving credit for those who write the segment. So, um, as galling as it may seem, uh, well, we're giving a writing credit to Marginal Trailer Queen for this one. You'll see soon enough why that is. But yes, yeah, she's she's getting a writing credit because she's. It, I'd say she's probably written the entire first hour of the program. Uh, because it's more in Monday, and uh, she's more in, and <sighs> well. This is some stuff for the ages. So thanks in advance for leaving feedback on the... Uh, thank you. Um, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Every program here at the Horn begins with gratitude. And this program is no different. So we send out thanks to our 12th, 11th, and 10th day of the month subscribers. And uh, that means we say thank you to... Oh, sorry, I thought there was, there was somebody. Thank you to Paul, and thank you to Gary. Thank you so very much. Thanks as well to Paul from Parts Unknown. Thank you to John. Thank you to Tony and Chico, one of the longest standing of all our subscribers. Thank you, Tony. And thank you to David in uh, Oregon, formerly of San Diego. Thank you to Daniel. Thank you to our pal Joe. Um, thanks twice to Paul from Parts Unknown. Thank you all for being partial sponsors of the program and helping to keep this little online, independent, non-capitalist, non-commercial broadcast alive and kicking as we approach 20 years of conversation radio. Thank you. So because of the Community Made Miracle that we had on Friday, we've just got a regular fundraising goal today. And it would be great if we could keep up, and it would be a Christmas miracle uh, if we kept up all the way through the end of the month. But uh, the fundraising goal is 300 bucks, just like it always is. And so, you know, 10 at 30, 30 at 10, etc., um, gets us to um, get get keeps us keeps us even for funding the program. And you know, it's a struggle from day to day. But some bills got paid. Yay! Um, a lot, actually, several bills got paid. Not all, but some, several. And so I say thank you. I thank you so very, very much. Um, that said, we begin. We begin this more in Monday. In what I can only only describe as a rare fashion. I mean, Marcy, this is, I mean, we've, we've had some more in Mondays. We have. Um, but this one, <laughs> oh, look, I, I, I get a little case of the creeps when, because, again, I'm not driving this agenda. We talk here about things like what the white wing is up to and the harm they mean to us all. 
and I and generally what Republicanness, because this is not all something that started with Donald Trump, and it hell it didn't even start with George W. Bush, but it feels like it sped up. I mean, for God's sakes, here, this is just a random, this is like one little popcorn uh, moron. And, of course, it's uh, Napoleon Bonapartide. The, and see if you can make any heads, heads or tails or horse sense out of uh, uh, you know, this word salad. No accents, no funny voices, none of that. The woke mind virus is either defeated or nothing else matters. Anybody? Bueller? Bueller? And then there's the fact that uh, noted or, well, infamous transphobe uh, Dave Chappelle, who used to be funny, kind of, Sometimes uh, had Napoleon Bonapartide on his show. I didn't know he had a show, or maybe he was doing a stand-up somewhere. I don't know. Uh, but he he had Dave Ch- uh, Dave Chappelle had Napoleon Bonapartide on his show, and and I mean that's a little weird anyway, given, given the fact that uh, Napoleon's walking around with a shit ton of apartheid money in his pocket, and that doesn't seem to bother uh, Dave Chappelle near as much as trans people trying to live their freaking lives does. But uh, Dave Chappelle brought Napoleon Bonapartheid out on stage, and I'm proud of the audience, because they booed the daylights out of him. They did. They, they they booed him with gusto. They booed him lustily. So, well, don't expect that to cause any, bring about any change of behavior or anything. But I mean, there, it was at least a little bit inspiring. But no, where I'm where I'm going first, because merciful sakes, this is something. Uh. They had a, uh, they, they, and thank you to John in Central PA for making sure I had this for today. Um, some gang of maggot piss ants got together somewhere. I mean, does it really matter? Do we do we have to do the full journalistic who, what, why, where, when, how, how, and how, why, and how much, and all of that? Do we? I don't know where she was. Uh, but she gave a speech to a bunch of uh, punk-ass maggots. And I realized that we're not supposed to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. So she shows up on stage in a long black dress, not exactly little, that's slid up to her ass. And it's got one shoulder, it's got that, you know, one shoulder cave girl look going for it. Which on anybody else would probably be fetching. But on her it just looks, in, it, it, well, it just, it, it just looks seditious. Meow. And she began explaining, oh, there's so much more. There's so much more that goes with this. And just this clip 
but wow. She, uh, well, she said that January 6th could have gone a lot different. Then January 6th happens, and next thing you know, I organized the whole thing along with Steve Bannon here. And I want to tell you something, if Steve Bannon and I had organized that, we would have won. Not to mention, it would have been armed. When they tell you who they are, believe them the first time. Now, let's not forget that Stuart Rhodes, who shot his eye out, just got convicted of seditious conspiracy and may go up and do some 20 years or so. And he was convicted in part because he and the was it the the, the free percenters or the oath keepers I, I, they, they, these, they, I can't keep these fascists square in my mind uh, but because they had cached guns all around the general DC area across the river not actually in DC and were prepared to make armed warfare upon the government of the United States and upon oath sworn members of Congress who were trying to fulfill their constitutional oaths. The question then becomes, how does Marginal Trailer Queen define winning? Yeah, we're, we're, we're left to do a little bit of speculating, but I don't think we're that far out in left field when, we say, when, I, when I say that what she means by winning is we would no longer have a constitutional government. We would have fallen to a fascist coup. There would have we would have and we would have been armed. Well, hell, we now know that the place was crawling with guns on January sixth. You had you had freaking maggot snipers in trees with AR-15s and the like. She just wanted that uh, marginal trailer queen here just wanted them to start shooting. We'll hang my pants from the sour apple tree. We'll hang my pants from the sour apple tree, right? <sighs> but that's just the beginning. Lord knows. I mean, this 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 woman is getting nearer and nearer outright treason, and nothing keeps happening. Imagine that it, it she she stood up there and actively fantasized about murdering her colleagues, even if she doesn't like them in Congress. Now it says something to note who all was in the audience there. As she noted, Stevie Three Shirts, the man who looks like rancid hot dog water smells, Steve Bannon was in attendance. So too was the uh, uh, maggot white wing shit weasel Jack Prisobiec. And I guess more importantly, uh, Trader Tot. Trader Tot was there. You know, Don Jr. And it was all held by the New York Young Republicans Club. 
the Southern Poverty Law Center said it was a collection of radical right figures, including white nationalists and ultranationalist European leaders, and said the group's president declared total war on perceived enemies. Just as a reminder, here's the oath one takes if one enters the Congress of the United States. I, blank, do solemnly swear or affirm that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Kind of sounds like she's not into that, doesn't it? Uh, former Democratic uh, Senator from California, Barbara Boxer, said, If you're in Congress and swore to protect the Constitution and you're asked if you had anything to do with the 1-6 insurrection, you say something like, I would never partake in violence against America. You wouldn't say something like, if I did it, I would have been armed. Um, Veronica Escobar of Texas, a Democrat, said... Uh, uh, apparently, she thinks winning is overturning an election, and being armed uses, means using force to do it. This is un-American and dangerous, and Republican silence is complicity. Um, Michelangelo Signorelli over at uh, Sirius XM said it was treason out loud. And... Uh, here we are. I, I guess the only one in attendance, was, uh, the only one not in attendance was uh, uh, Nick Fuentes, the Mexican white supremacist, who uh, is now feuding with Marginal Trailer Queen. Fortunately or un, though, that's not where it ends. Holy shit. Sorry, but, and again, they do these things. I don't script them. We just respond to them and take note of them. This is the first draft of history. Also in that same screed at the New York Young Republicans Club Gala, Marginal Trailer Queen, uh, in addition to... You know, saying she wishes, intimating that she wished some of her colleagues could have been murdered on January the 6th. I, I guess, I, I, don't, I don't know how to describe this. She decided to talk about her... Intimate needs... You know, when it takes that long for somebody like me to come up with a phrase, you know it's a job. No, really? Really? It was a relatively short speech, but my God, it's, 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 it's like some sort of tormented insurrectionist version of, 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 of Rudyard Kipling's If. You know, if you can fill the minute with 60 seconds run, you know, if you can fill your speech with... Babalicious drivel. I don't begin these programs just hoping to go to go after dinner in any of the time zones or lunch or whenever it is you're listening to the program. I, I'm not, I'm not, no, I don't even want to ruin a snack. 
but, well, damn. Hey, come on. Thought experiment. Let's say you're asked to give some brief remarks to a gathering of well-heeled people in tuxes and ties and little black dresses and holiday gowns. I think it's suffice to say you would not come out and start talking about how uh, you would have won on January 6th when actually the good guys won on January 6th. No. You wouldn't have done that. You might have come up with some uh, cute little quip, some little innocuous joke, uh, like, uh, I don't know, how does, how, how does a non-binary samurai kill his enemies? They slash them. Ah, huh, really, yes. Uh, and then you would go into your remarks, tell, and, and generally when you're talking to a, you know, a group, a specific group, you spend five minutes or so blowing smoke up their ass and telling them that they shit ice cream. Because that's what you're there for, and I'm sure she didn't do it for free. Well, um, that's not how it worked. Not even remotely. You know, Shannon, uh, um, Shannon Watts, who founded Moms Demand, a Demand Action on Gun Violence, said, wow, this is a member of Congress fantasizing about killing her colleagues. And this is somebody who's already made a separate piece with David Man of Silly, Silly Putty McCarthy, uh, uh, not David, uh, Kevers, McCarthy. Whew! Yeah. But it got worse. Because, like I said, uh, in, in front of a bunch of reasonably well-dressed people who at that point in time were not trying to eat with their elbows or, or, or you know, biting off their toenails yet. Well, I know it's a major ganer, Steve. It was supposed to be a major ganer. That's what, that's what the little, yes. <laughs> I love you better than my luggage, Steve says, but that they slash them is a major ganer. Yes, it is. Not ashamed. Um, but these are, you know, the, the, these are these are people who were at least acting like they knew how to be in public, but not marginal trailer queen. No, she's she's <sighs> she's got a new crusade. She does, and C can you tell I really don't want to do this? Not the program. I just. I, I hate, I just hate going into these CDS repressive fever swamps. It'll take me a second.
Sorry. And we've got stuff that uh, is far more serious than this to get into. Worrisome things. Um... Hell of a title, this. And of course, you know, Marginal Trailer Queen, now that she's catching hell, is, uh, for once, not doubling down. You know, it's 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 uh, fascinating. The different number of stories you can find just by typing "Republicans are panicking because," and Republicans are panicking over the prospect of Biden forgiving student loans. Republicans are panicking because they think Doug Mastriano will implode and cost them the Senate. <sighs> I don't know why the one I'm looking for... Well, I think I do know because there's a word. There it is. Oh, yeah. That, mm. Curiously enough, this is <laughs> over advice. They filed this under text. Or tech, rather. T-E-C-H, tech. They filed it under tech. And as, as ridiculous as this is, it's a case study in how information trail, uh, travels through the maggot sphere. Get the hockey puck and the duct tape, please. By the way, you can pick up a butt plug or a dildo at Target CBS nowadays. I don't even know how we got here. <laughs> Came here. Sorry. I may still be finishing your dessert. I apologize. Yeah. No, but this is the state that we're living in right now. And it's so weird. Let's see. Um, some people out there think that we're on the verge of World War III because of the escalating conflict in Ukraine. Some people out there are worried about the fact that energy prices have gone so far through the roof that uh, it's getting very, very difficult to pay power bills. I'm one of those people. Um, some people are still worried about the pandemic, and rightfully so especially with the addition of flu and 
um, respiratory syncytial virus. There's a lot to worry about. Some people are worrying about inflation. I, I see I see news stories every day saying, "Is another recession coming?" I take it that there are some people who are more than a little bit perturbed over the fact that there's a massive bribery scandal broiling through, boiling, broiling, I don't care. Maybe they can bake it or bean it through the European uh, Parliament that's directly attributable to the barbarians in Qatar. Passing out bribes like bologna sandwiches over the World Cup games. Not Marge. Oh hell no. Marge is worried about the fact, and you'll you'll notice you'll notice she mentioned the butt plug before she mentioned the dildo. Yep, Marge is Marge is bent because you can, and, and, and it's true, and it's not just Target and not just CVS. Uh, until they closed our Walgreens, it was Walgreens, and God knows, not ashamed to say it, I've seen them in uh, Walmart. High-tech, but maybe it's a good thing they did put this in tech over advice because these things are high-tech. It's not like it's not like it takes a couple of AA batteries. Oh no, oh no, these these things these things they charge up with USBs and they got little magnetic connectors and I mean, you know, it's 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 high-tech. Really, really is. I mean, it's astonishing what the little things will do now. Damnedest thing. But she went butt plug before she went dildo. And I think that, I don't know, that's that's a moment for Dr. Freud. But the fact, and, it, and I guess everything comes as a huge surprise to Marginal Trailer Queen uh, in her little outrage cave. Or closet. But those items have been for sale at those places for years. Nowadays, she says, you can pick one up. Nowadays. Anyway, back in my time, we had to get on a coconut bicycle and pedal for all we were worth. Really took a lot out of the moment when you get right down to it. Uh, <laughs> but did, once again, it's not so much the clip itself as it is the response of the audience. That's that that's that's where the fun comes from. By the way, you can pick up a butt plug or a dildo at Target and CBS nowadays. I don't even Really? A group of Republican well heeled young people and they're booing butt plugs and dildos? Well, I don't know about you, Mr. Shakespeare, but methinks they doth protest too much. There's probably a few of those little some bitches in some handbags there. Cuz well, the more Christian they are, the weirder they get. Not saying, just saying. And where she got this? 
best guess is she got this latest fulmination from none other, and why does this not surprise me, none other than testicle toasting Tuckio Rose Carlson. And he wants to know everything. The producer for a producer for Tucker Carlson tonight happened to notice that CVS is now selling sex toys, and they appear to be a relative bargain. For example, there's a tush cush for $11.97, though the accompanying lotion that goes with it will set you back an additional $11.97. And if you've got the cash right there in the middle, the buzzy butt will run you $32.50. And meanwhile, Tucky, a testicle toasting Tucky is sitting there with his, uh, his lips pursed together like a recently healed surgical wound, scowling at the camera, scowling. Uh, you know, I bet Mrs. Carlson wishes he didn't scowl so much. Information, just wanted you to know about New York. But it's Tucker. It's immoral to sell Marlboros, Trace. Just so you know. <laughs> that's that 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 that's the comparison they got. Well, Tucky, nobody ever got lung cancer from smoking a vibrator. Where does that where does that even come from? But the level of detail was delightful, I must say. Um, I swear his weird little correspondence seems like he's positively blushing. And you know, I mean, this is Fox News TV Radio Rwanda. You know they took such great, like, you know, seventh grade joy in saying buzzy butt on Rupert Murdoch's air. Emery and Marveline probably had a stroke. Now, I'm, I'm kind of wondering, uh, and by the way, these things have been on the shelves since like 2011. I wonder if you can buy one in Alabama. You know, for the longest time, Alabama, Talabama, had a uh, sex toy ban. And I, is it going to work as rage baiting? <sighs> Apparently everything does. And yes, in point of fact, the 1998 statute passed in Alabama. Uh, prohibits any person to knowingly distribute, possess with intent to distribute, or offer or agree to distribute any obscene material or any device designed or marketed as useful primarily for the stimulation of human genital organs for anything of pecuniary value. And the Baptists got all behind it back then, and one assumes they already had their supply in, in, in hand. Uh, one Baptist said, to, well, you know, uh, laws are made to protect the public, and sometimes you have to protect the public against themselves. Really now? And Texas has been trying to ban sex toys since 1973. Originally saying that uh, prohibited were... A device including a dildo or artificial vagina designed or marketed as useful primarily for the stimulation of human genital organs. Remember, 
even among the straits. Because it's it's worth noting that, for instance, uh, when Vicki Hartzler was crying last week, remember the clip of Vicki Hartzler bawling? Uh, she was crying because people besides straight cis het people could get married. And she said, Obergefell is under no threat. That, of course, was a lie, as we talked about at the time. Because uh, Clarence Pubes on the Coke can Fappy Thomas has specifically called for Obergefell and Lawrence to be brought back to the court so that it can be overturned. And what, what makes that particularly uh, meaningful, for lack of a better term, is that Obergefell made marriage equality the law of the land. What Lawrence did was to decriminalize what is inaccurately referred to as sodomy for anybody. And that's kind of a big deal. Because, you know, that's the straights too. That's no... Well, we don't have to. We have to go into the gory details, but that means that they can arrest, you know, right? You know, married men, married women, married straight white men, married straight white women for, I guess, anything other than PIV sex. Which is saying a hell of a lot. But where where, uh, gay and gender non-conforming people are concerned, It basically erases them. Not them. Us. So, it is, in essence, a genocidal impulse. But we did talk about Vicki Hartzler last week, and uh, lo and behold, over at MSNBC, Allie Velshi filling in for Lawrence O'Donnell, um, interviewed Andrew Hartzler, who is the nephew of Aunt Vicki, and it was 
satisfying, if not uh, a solution. The landmark Respect for Marriage Act is on its way to President Biden's desk after the House advanced the bill. 39 Republicans joined all Democrats in supporting the measure, which provides federal protections for same-sex and interracial marriages, marriages whose security is now under threat from the Supreme Court. In his opinion, ending a woman's right to choose, Justice Clarence Thomas said that the right to same-sex marriage and even same-sex relationships should be revisited. That's well out of step with most of uh, uh, what Americans think on the precipice of 2023. Wisconsin Senator Tammy Baldwin, who is the first openly gay member of the United States Senate, who introduced the bill in the upper chamber, attributed its bipartisan support to the visibility of the LGBTQ community. I think about um, as someone who's been long a part of the LGBTQ community about how progress is made, and so much of it has to do with visibility and people knowing us and knowing our families, knowing, um, it, which replaces myth and stereotype, if you will. Okay, so hold that thought for a second. So many people knowing us, knowing us, uh, knowing us, our, knowing our families, and that replaces myth and stereotype. Okay, hold that for a second. Yesterday, 169 Republicans like 36 of their Republican colleagues in the Senate, voted against those families, including the Republican Congresswoman Vicki Hartzler of Missouri, who made headlines for crying on the House floor. But she doesn't have an excuse of not knowing these families or the LGBTQ community because a gay person is part of her own close family. Here's her nephew, Andrew, in a video that went viral today. Today, a United States Congresswoman, my Aunt Vicki, started crying because gay people like me can get married. I hope and pray that my colleagues will find the courage to join me in opposing this misguided and this dangerous bill. I yield back. So despite coming out to my aunt this past February, I guess she's still just as much as a homophobe. Let's be clear. Obergefell is not in danger, but people and institutions of faith are. Aunt Vicki, that's not right. Institutions of faith like religious universities are not being silenced. They're being empowered by the U.S. government to discriminate against tens of thousands of LGBTQ students because of religious exemptions, but they still receive federal funding. The bill's implications submit to our ideology or be silenced. It's more like you want the power to force your religious beliefs onto everyone else. And because you don't have that power, you feel like you're being silenced. But you're not. You're just going to have to learn to coexist with all of us. And I'm sure it's not that hard. Certainly doesn't make it look that hard. Andrew Hartzler is the nephew of the Republican Congresswoman Vicki Hartzler. Andrew, good to see you. Thank you for uh, for posting that video. How do you feel watching that? I mean, you, you, you had a big smile on your face and you made a really good argument about it. It's not going to be that hard for us all to live together. But how how does that make you feel that that was your aunt? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I wish I could say that I was surprised when I saw my aunt's display on the House floor yesterday. But I wasn't. She actually has a long history of targeted attacks towards the queer community. And from her speech, what really stood out to me was her mere disregard for the power of her words. I think like so often leaders or people like in positions of leadership 
they neglect to realize how much power their words truly have and that those words have consequences. So unfortunately for my aunt Vicky, she belongs to this class of politicians that have a twisted and weaponized their own faith and used it to target the queer community by framing them as a threat to their religion. And this has real life consequences where these words, there are extremists in our society and people who take things to the extreme, which would result in what we saw in Colorado or real life instances of violence. Um, I also thought it was super interesting that she only invoked religious freedom when it was used to take away the freedom of someone outside of her religion. And that's, that's not what my definition of freedom of religion is. Um, and it would have made sense to me if she was crying as a result of someone having violence enacted on them. But gay marriage is no reason to cry. Gay marriage is no reason to cry. You, you actually come from a religious background. You actually had a religious education. Um, tell me about that. You, you, you come from a religious family, but your parents were, were supportive of who you are. So you've got some, some schisms in your family. Yeah. Um, I come from a deeply conservative background. My, my parents, I wouldn't say they were very supportive of who I was. Um, they, um, when I came out at the age of 14, I was sent to conversion therapy and then I like saw a conversion therapist off and on until the end of high school. And then I went to Oral Roberts university where my parents thought that I was safe for many gay people, but actually there was a lot of kids and students that were just like me. Um, but what's actually really interesting. Curiously, you know, all of these, all of these religious colleges, Bob Jones, Oral Roberts, whatever, Hell, Brigham Young. Uh, they've all got sizable queer student populations. And they bu- and these schools bust their ass to try to they bust ass to try to pretend that they don't exist. But anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to well, I did mean to interrupt, but you, you get the idea conversion therapy and then I like saw a conversion therapist off and on until the end of high school and then I went to Oral Roberts University where my parents thought that I would be safe for many gay people but okay I'm gonna interrupt again this young man says with some quiet dignity and grace that from the time that he came out at 14 his parents in the name of Jesus, subjected him to torture. Because conversion therapy is a dainty little euphemism for torturing queer kids in the hopes that their queerness can be tortured out of them. It is evil. It is vicious. And make no mistake, it's not Christian. But this young man still has the grace, having been through that, his entire adolescent life, up to and including till the end of college. So we're talking about eight years of torment 
And he can still be decent and kind and graceful in talking about his vicious, sick, twisted, homophobic family. That's one of the things I've noticed. That somehow or another, people from the queer community manage to still have grace, even in the face of the most hateful indignities. And for that alone, you should probably get a medal. Yeah, um, I come from a deeply conservative background. My my parents, I wouldn't say they were very supportive of who I was. Um, they, um, when I came out at the age of 14, I was sent to conversion therapy. And then I like saw a conversion therapist off and on until the end of high school. And then I went to Oral Roberts University, where my parents thought that I would be safe from any gay people. But actually, there was a lot of kids and students that were just like me. Um, but what's actually really interesting is there are hundreds of thousands of LGBTQ students at these religious universities across the nation. And these students are legally able to be discriminated against. So they are being denied admission, denied readmission, being expelled, being forced to go into conversion-like therapy, um, and they are having a form of violence enacted on them. So after I graduated from Oral Roberts University, I partnered with REAP, the Religious Exemption Accountability Project, and together with 40 other plaintiffs from religious institutions across the country, we are advocating for all students at all universities to receive equal protections. And um, because when I was at junior at Oral Roberts University, I was reported to the academic dean's office and for um, homosexual activity, as they call it. And ultimately, I was forced into more conversion therapy like wow. programs. Yeah. Um, and then that was right around like before COVID happened and then COVID happened. And I like, kept my head low, graduated, and then I got involved with REAP. But what's really important to say is we went to school to get an education, uh -huh. not to have our sexuality or gender identity conform to that of the university's preference. And we have to stop funding discrimination. What a well-spoken young man. And he's right. That's... Remember when... Remember when uh, Dim leader used to say, <laughs> it's your money. <laughs> and then he gave $300 to everybody that they had to turn around and pay taxes on later. But it's your money, and it goes to fund these godforsaken gospel sharp schools. Uh, it's absolutely repugnant. The framers of the Constitution would have been disgusted by it. And and in many ways, well, no, that's another story. Maybe another. That's going to be a real deep dive if we do that one. Um, but that's the commons. Any any time money poured into a common pool by the people is used to support and uphold 
insular institutions who are steeped in bigotry and hate that is in fact a robbery of the commons uh, Stephen New York in regard to LGBTQ, LGBTQIA and, uh, plus and grace hard to believe that Nixon said this but this is, a rather, this is rather good at describing it always give your best Never get discouraged. Never be petty. Always remember, others may hate you, but those who hate you don't win unless you hate them, and then you destroy yourself. And then he went on and proved it to be true. You know, this enemies list and going after Daniel Ellsberg's psychiatrist and the breaking of the water grate. And then you, right. It's never a bad time for my cheesy Richard Nixon impression either, for that matter. Um, but there's, you know, there's, there's truth in that. Although I do draw a line. Internet trolls. You know, they're probably in a troll farm somewhere, either in the Middle East or Mother Russia or China or wherever. And I feel no compunctions whatsoever against being absolutely vicious to them. Because, you know, I don't have to do that whole love your enemies thing because, you know, I'm not a member of Christianity. Yeah. Uh, a couple of notes coming in. Uh, Theo says, hey, Theo, uh, marginal trailer queen's sidebar about butt plugs and vibrators still so- still sounds as if she were inadvertently polling the audience for nookie companions afterward. Well, y'all, look, there are a lot of podcasts and there are a lot of live radio programs all over the fruited plain in this country on any given day. But I am willing to wager that this is the only one that has seen the repetition of the phrase nookie companions. And I'm kind of proud of that, I think, in a sort of blushing sort of way. Sounds as if she were inadvertently polling the audience for nookie companions afterward. She's about that subtle. Can't put it beyond the realm of possibility. Oh, no. No, no, you can't, Theo. No, you can't. And given the... Given the rather obvious freaks in that audience, well, might have had some takers. I mean... Come on. Stevie Three Shirts, the man who looks like rancid hot dog water smells hey pick me yeah um yeah it's probably a little early for that joke but i mean they did send him to oral roberts hmm yeah this is a live program randy radar i was just noting the fact that if you if you type the phrase republicans panicking about apparently republicans panic a lot in in, in any search results uh And uh, Lee, Lee in New York, obligatory story, toy story reference. Remember, Robin, Buzz and Woody are not just Andy's toys. Oh, that's a perfectly probably not wrong. Uh, 
Okay, well, I guess I'm glad. Uh, Billable Rick says, ruining my snack. Too late for you. I've already had my late afternoon lunch. Topped off with some of that delicious, not really delicious, it's kind of flavorless, Kentucky jelly. I far prefer the orange pineapple fruit spread that I'm putting on English muffins these days. But, hey, Rick, you do you. Uh, that's, that's true. Personal pleasure products, Lee in New York says, it's not an issue seeing it on the retail store shelf. Just leave out the description of its use. Can't argue. Can't argue. Um, well, that uh, 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 Lee, that's that that line is I don't know straight out of Toastmasters or something, isn't it? Meanwhile, Flavio says uh, um, butt plugs and dildos. Well, meanwhile, the sale of guns and ammo at Walmart is a okay. Yeah, you can't buy a pistol or pistol ammo there anymore, but, yeah. Flavio also inquiring, how does Marge know Target and CVS sell butt plugs? Because testicle toasting Tuckio Rose Carlson told her so. They sell butt plugs, this I know. Tucker Carlson told me so. Yeah, we still got a $300 fundraising goal for this evening, and me singing ain't helping it any. But somehow or another, we have managed to get to the top of the hour. Wow, there goes an entire hour of independent, liberal, progressive, non-commercial, non-capitalist broadcasting. Brought to you by Marginal Trailer Queen. God... Are we ever going to get free of this? Honestly, I do not know. But uh, uh, there's another. We may as well go here. Um, oh, I mentioned that uh, Marginal Trailer Queen was walking it all back now. Um. She's now saying, having been caught saying out loud that she would have liked to have seen some of her colleagues, maybe all of the Democrats and some of the Republicans, murdered in cold blood, um, the uh, Biden White House, and, and, and I'm always of two minds on this, the Biden White House said that they, uh, uh, well, they uh, took her to task White House Deputy Press Secretary saying earlier, it goes against our fundamental values as a country for a member of Congress to wish that the carnage of January 6th had been even worse and to boast that she would have succeeded in an armed insurrection against the United States government. This violent rhetoric is a slap in the face to the Capitol Police, the D.C. Metropolitan Police, the National Guard, and the families who lost loved ones as a result of the attack on the Capitol and went on to say, we call upon elected officials to condemn these dangerous, abhorrent remarks 
and stand up for our Constitution and the rule of law. Uh, meanwhile, um, no one was able to find anyone uh, thus far who has condemned marginal trailer queens' remarks. And now, well, Marge's butt hurt. The White House needs to learn how sarcasm works. My comments were making fun of Joe Biden and the Democrats, who have continuously made me a political target since January 6th. Democrats and the media have lied and smeared my character, she said, while proving herself unable to point to any examples thereof. March. Jewish space lasers. Marge. The gazpacho police. Marge. You're an idiot. But thank you for writing the first hour of the program, hon. You look great. Sarcasm. Maybe she should have done a, a slash and an S and so everybody would have known. Maybe she needs to carry little emojis. Meanwhile, we ask, as we always find ourselves asking in the moments like this, what the fuck is wrong with the people in the 14th Congressional District of Georgia? I'm sure it would be a costly affair, but maybe the time to campaign against her is now. Run ads in her district for two years just showing her saying stupid, bloodthirsty things and saying, what the fuck, and, and, and stop being nice about it. It's not what the fuck is wrong with Marge, it's what the fuck is wrong with you. Why in God's name would you send a twit like this to Congress? We're not saying don't send a Republican. Send a Republican. Vote against your own interests. Shoot yourself in the foot. Slash your nose right off your face, despite your face. But not her. Because she's an idiot. And every time she opens her mouth, 14th Congressional District of Georgia voters, she makes you look like idiots. And thus far, you have not proven her wrong. Maybe that's how you do it. You know, just a periodic tweak. You know, not that kind. Just a periodic reminder. Hey, the entire United States, with the exception of Lauren Boebert's district, thinks you... And, okay. Paul Demon Dennis to the Desert Gosar's district and Andy Biggs's district and ah, the entire state of Tennessee that sent Marsha X Blackburn and wait, there's Alabama. Okay, Let's just say there's a lot of people in America who think you're idiots because, well, you are. Maybe that's the wake-up call. Maybe. Hey, thank you, Christopher, for getting us off the schneid. 30 at 10, 29 more to go.
that would that would complete our fundraising for the evening. Christopher, thank you so much. That is such a help. So hopefully now Christopher gets some side uh, shoulder to shoulder, side by front, uh, side arms locked in solidarity. Friends. Thank you, Christopher. Randy Radar says, I've got a friend who lives in her district, Marginal Trailer Queens, and I couldn't convince him to vote at all, I assume. Randy didn't add the at all part, but I'm assuming at all. Oh. Randy, is he one of those, if it gets bad enough, it'll bring on the revolution types? Uh, you know, remember when uh, Susan Sarandon said after Trump was sort of elected, um, remember how Susan Sarandon said, uh, well, even the lotus needs to rot, needs to bloom from the mud. Oh, Susie. And you do, you do have some company, Christopher. Thank you, Ralph. So now we're down to 280. Thank you. That's profoundly helpful. So learn how sarcasm works. I wonder if it was sarcasm uh, back in the middle of the year, back on July the 14th of this year, when Marginal Trailer Queen uh, went on her stupid podcast, and it's really kind of a, you got to hear it to believe it moment. Uh, back on July 14, 2022, she was upset about the chow in the galleys on the ships in the Navy. Section 222 uh, creates a pilot program for research and development of plant-based pro. Where'd your audio go, Marge? Well, we 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 got it. We got enough of it to lab-grown fake meat is what the Navy is going to be able to eat, and going to be forced. There, I guess they're going to be force-fed. They'll have no other choice but to eat this plant-based fake meat and bugs, probably because I'm sure Bill Gates is creating the entire menu for the Navy. As if it's hard enough to recruit people into the military, now they're going to be feeding them. Krabby Patties. <laughs> well, I bet you a Krabby Patty would actually taste a lot better than Bill Gates' fake meat. Um, I hate to make, I hate to hate to, hate to break it, to, but Krabby Patties are made out of crab meat, not lab. Gra- <sighs> and of course, to 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 try to you know deconstruct this madness is entirely too much. Um. Plant-based proteins are kind of the future, and the Navy and the military generally is constantly looking into ways to better feed the troops. Um, because the real Napoleon was not wrong. An army does march on its stomach. Learned that the hard way on the way back from, you know, Mother Russia. But 
you know, she's 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 just an, an ignorance fueled outrage machine. And force fed, force fed. I guess I guess every sailor will have to be tied to a chair and have some hose forced down their throat and. <laughs> and you know because Bill Gates how does he get so much done in a day I mean you can't make this stuff up And added, you know, and they'll probably make them eat bugs too. Well, some bugs are edible and, in fact, quite tasty when properly prepared, Marge. And again, I guess she never watched Anthony Bourdain. Too highbrow and liberal for her. Uh, MTG, Little Miss, Little Miss Three Names. Jeremy in Vermont says, I hear her husband left her because she had too many cases of Krabby Patties. Okay, Jeremy. And uh, Randy Radar on his friend who wouldn't vote. Politics got so nasty he got turned off to it. Eh. God, it's only in the beginning. Only an hour into the program. Oh, and uh, I mentioned Napoleon Bonapartheid. Uh, also over the weekend, because he was having a high time of it. Because apparently, over in right-wing world, there is nothing funnier than a pronoun joke. God, they love a pronoun joke. So, and apparently don't understand what pronouns are. Uh, Napoleon Bonapartheid, uh, back on, back on uh, Sunday at 5.58 a.m., early riser Napoleon is, said, My pronouns are prosecute Fauci. You know, if you trust Napoleon Bonapartheid more than you trust Dr. Fauci, that's not on Dr. Fauci. That's on you. And it probably will not work out well for you. And, uh, By the way, he has since, uh, uh, over there at that the toxic sewer site, it was bad enough before. It's really awful now. Uh, Napoleon Bonapartheid reinstated Roger Stone and Laura Looney Loomer uh, to their platforms. Disgusting, but I want to I want to revisit what I was uh, talking about earlier. Uh, Dave Chappelle, who used to be funny, 
had a show at the Chase Center. And uh, brought Napoleon Bonapartheid on, because I guess they're birds of a feather now. I mean, is, is Dave going to be headlining, uh, doing a stand-up at the DNC in 2024? I wouldn't bet against it. I don't want to hurt you. Thanks for make some noise for the richest man in the world. You know why? Because if I paid for a ticket to see Dave Chappelle, hint, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go across. The, I wouldn't go across the street to spit on him. But if I did, um, I'd be really pissed off that instead of doing his show, he was bringing up a a, 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 a reactionary fascist asshole. I'd feel like maybe I was getting ripped off. Right? Yeah. And the booing went on and on and on. And every time Napoleon Bonapartheid would try to speak, they'd boo some more. And eventually, uh, Elon said, Dave, what should I say? Bad accent, sorry. I, I, I need to stop. I can't do a South African accent. I don't know. And Chappelle said, don't say nothing. It'll only, it'll only spoil the moment. Do you hear that sound, Elon? That's the sound of pending civil unrest. I can't wait to see what story you decimate next, motherfucker. You shut the fuck up. And then said, well, you know, the booing's only coming from the cheap seats anyway. And Ilana uh, Stern over on Twitter said... Elon Musk just got booed like I've never heard before on stage with Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock. Oh, my. <laughs> Chris Rock. He couldn't get a word in. The crowd booed for ten minutes. Not favored on his home turf. He looked stunned. Must not get enough feedback IRL in real life. Um... Uh, Another individual said, the funniest part of Elon getting booed on for 10 minutes by Dave Chappelle fans is you know Elon thought he'd come out doing some corny bit like my pronouns are no and thanks and get a standing ovation. 
or my pronouns are prosecute and Fauci. Right. The booing got louder as Musk wandered around on stage with a microphone in hand. Musk started pacing and waving, clearly unsure what to do about such a negative reaction. And let's be clear, it's not because he owns Twitter. That wasn't why Dave Chappelle invited him. Dave Chappelle invited him because they're both transphobes. They both despise trans people. Elon Musk is so transphobic that his own daughter changed her name to get Musk off of her name and said she never wanted to have another damned thing to do with him for as long as she or he or they lived. That says something. Uh, Ah, gee, Elon, Dave, I hope it didn't hurt too little. Trying to follow, Christopher in Oregon says, uh, So what was Jeremy saying MTG got crabs at the CrossFit Passion from a guy named Patty? Gal named Patty? Was it racist Bannon in the hot dog water spa with his wiener? God damn it, this is starting to sound more like a game of Clue. Yeah, in the lavatory. With the butt plug. Sometimes this program. Sorry. I try, but it gets out of hand a little bit. And it's not entirely my fault. Oh, no. But it's, uh... It's more in Monday. And these things happen. Oh, and just uh, while, you know, while, while we were maybe paying attention to uh, other things, Judge Aileen Cannon, who recently got a spanking from the 11th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals, which is not exactly known for its wild-eyed liberalism, uh, she had to terminate her uh, original order, which should never have been entered, that granted a special master to review all the documents that uh, Nitwit Nero stole from the government of the United States. I mean, even a judge like William Pryor, and when I say even a judge like William Pryor, just look, just do a Google search, William Pryor naked pictures. That's all. We cannot write a rule that allows any subject of a search warrant to block government investigations after the execution of the warrant, nor can we write a rule that allows only former presidents to do so. Either approach would be a radical reordering of our case law, limiting the federal court's involvement in criminal investigations, and both would violate bedrock separation of powers limitations. And then, lo and behold, today, she entered an order. This case is dismissed for lack of jurisdiction. <laughs> really? You didn't know that in the beginning, honey? 
You went to the University of Michigan Law School and they never taught you about the jurisdiction. Hell, I I hitched up my overalls and got my corncob pipe and went to the College Law at West Virginia University and they taught us that jurisdiction can always be raised. I got a feeling it got raised at the very beginning, Han. Any scheduled hearings are canceled. Any pending motions are denied as moot and all deadlines are terminated. The clerk of the court shall close this case. And so now the DOJ can just do its job. It has access to all the documents that it might possibly need for, you know, showing to a grand jury. Right. Uh, so it, it was a, it was another bad Monday down at, at uh, uh, Merida Lardass. And at this point down there, it's got to be, it's probably like the exorcist. I mean, the walls are bleeding ketchup. But the bottom line is, Aileen Cannon, I don't know why I finish sentences like this, Aileen Cannon, if we had a... Be impeached, okay? I just said it. She should, she should just be impeached. This is also something that is never, ever, ever going to happen. At least not until after, until like uh, January of 3rd or whatever of 2025, if the American people can be brought to see reason or at least en- enough of the American people to drown out the Republicans, the maggots, the insurrectionists. Oh, and by the way, uh, just a little factoid to go with our ongoing uh, exegesis on Dave Chappelle and Napoleon. Ron and Raleigh informs us Chappelle ticket prices were $176. It's amazing what people will pay for a shit sandwich. No wonder they were booing. Really, no wonder. Um, apparently we had a bit of a blip in the... Uh, and uh, th- Thank you for letting me know, Steve, in New York. A little bit of a blip in the stream and... Uh, at least the recording continued, so winning. Not good. And uh, Matt in San Francisco, subject line Elon. The booing is yet another reason to love San Francisco. Folks here are pretty clued in regarding wealth inequality. Just look up median home prices in the city. We also have a pretty large LGBTQIA plus community. So we have low tolerance level for all of Elon's bullshit. God love you. I wish, I do. I wish I could afford to live there. It'd be nice. Uh, but Matt reminds me of said, "Look, I got out my, I got out my tattered purple robe with the frayed moons and stars applicated on them, and will thee kiss me in the dark, baby?" Written in glow-in-the-dark paint across the front. Pulled the hood up over my head. Got out my trusty magic eight ball with the broken screen that always says answer hazy, ask again later. And uh, 
I inquired as to the future of Napoleon Bonaparte. And for once it didn't say, answer hazy, ask again later. The little thing inside just rotated and rolled around a little bit. And all of a sudden, the screen is still cracked, but it came up and it said, Howard Hughes. Took me a minute. Howard Hughes, what's that? Oh. You mean... You mean Napoleon Bonaparte is going to end uh, end his roads and days as a reclusive, unshaven, rich man with a refrigerator full of jars of pee-pee whilst wearing Kleenex boxes on his feet and a hat made out of Reynolds wrap? He seems like he's, he's, he's on that trajectory, isn't he? Sure seems like it to me. By the way, Stephen New York points out, for Chappelle, the cheap seats were 176 bucks. The good seats were 1000 Wow. And I'm sorry, nobody walked through those gates that, as far as I'm concerned, wasn't a transphobe. Probably homophobe, too. A lot of bigotry in the room. Lots and lots of bigotry. Uh, we are almost at the midway point of the program. Let's run over to the uh, stress line and see who we've got. Hey, welcome to the program. Hello, Robin. Ken? It's Ken. Yeah, I thought yeah. so. How are you, Ken? I'm doing great. Um, yeah, I did. There's a little bit of tidbit. Um, I did hear a story uh Majority report covered that uh, Dave Chappelle crap. Um, the, there was a double bill. They had Chris Rock first. Um, I don't get the pairing. I really don't. Let me help. Let me help. Um, okay. Dave Chappelle That's and fine. Chris Rock are both victims. They've been canceled. Oh really? I didn't know. They're about still multi-millionaires, but they were canceled by the yeah, woke, by the woke then, mob. Uh, right, and then Elon Musk did this thing. I'm rich yachts. You remember the tagline from uh, Chappelle? So that's the through line. It's they're rich and they hate trans. They hate everybody because uh, you know they're special. <laughs> Yeah, they're special, all right. And they're uh, victims. And, they're victims. Yeah. It's kind of tragic that Chappelle just <clears throat> took a dive off the balcony and, <laughs> uh, well, fuck him. Who cares? <laughs> you know? And same with Elon Musk. He can go, uh, you know, pound sand or take a pineapple up his ass or whatever. I personally think he just needs to go to CVS. You know, he could pay, you know, with what, what Marginal Trailer Queen was talking about. You know, they sell those things there now, and he could just plug it into one of his, one of his Tesla batteries and never have to worry. <laughs> well, good. I can attach some uh, booster cables to his nipples for all I care, you know. That's his business. Or he might, business. 
Yes, it, let's, it, let's it, not, it, um, it might be into not that. Wait. No, I actually have an acronym. Uh, it's an it. And fuck these people. They're it. You're an it. You're not a human being. And fuck you. I'm so sick of these people. <laughs> and actually, I was in a good mood. And But yeah, no. <laughs> I think it's funny. Um, please tell me if I mumble. Because I do t- tend to mumble a no, bit. We've we've had no mumbling so far. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was I was thinking about it earlier. The last time I heard myself talk, I was listening to a you know older uh, program. Um, and I was like, oh geez. <laughs> He's like uh, Squidward. <laughs> Squidward. Uh, okay, I feel bad. So, um, we have a, uh, I have some good news. You want to hear it? Do please. Um, so we have a new member of our community, uh, my lovely daughter. Who moved oh, I was in hoping this, I was hoping this was going to be good news about your daughter. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, she decided, uh, you know, cut the asshole free and. We moved in. I did get the face on, which was, you know, not particularly fun. But uh, I just laughed at him. And I knew that would get on his skin. It's a little narcissistic, you know, snowflake. And But, you know, she, my daughter is a, like a really good liberal. So I, I, holy shit, I'm so I'm really happy now. You know, this is the greatest uh, birthday Christmas present ever. My birthday was on the second. I'm 56. Well, happy birthday. Yeah. And what a great early Christmas <laughs> gift. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, hopefully uh, I'm going to try to get her to call in. Or, uh, yeah, hopefully. She's going to go to school again. Uh or um, the surgical equipment stuff. Uh, she's an empath like me, so she's a very caring person. She takes care of different uh, ability people for a job now. Um, uh, you know, whatever that entails, uh, I'm sure a myriad of things, stroke victims or... Uh, Again, uh, differently able people. And, you know, I couldn't be prouder. You know, I really couldn't. I couldn't do it, actually. You've every reason to be, and she's she's displayed real courage in getting out of a bad situation. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and that's that's a through line with that. It's like a Venn diagram. You showed so much courage. Um, yeah, you're inspiring, and I just I love you for it, and I love this family, and uh, makes me feel very, very special. It is self selecting family, we don't have the you know, the freaking retards and the fascists and the, the three theocrats, so. 
uh, it's nice to have a place where we're all welcome. And uh, it's good to see that you're not in a big, giant, deep hole. No, so we had it. We like had, every time we, I call. No, we had a, we had a miracle on Friday. I mean, one of the biggest miracles of I all guess time. You did. I missed it. Well, I'll listen to it uh, maybe a couple of months from now. <laughs> are you a little, be, are you, are you, are you a little behind that, on like, the podcast? Yeah, yeah, but it's fun that like I'll listen if I can. You know, listen. The time isn't so great for me. You know, I'm cooking or whatever, but. um but yeah, no, it's it's a nice way to look at um, uh, past history. Um, well, I thought about it one way when I, I listen to the news or um, catch different programs, and you know, I think what I think, and then I listen to you. You say something like profound, I'm like I hadn't thought about it that way. I know. Uh, get Agnes to get your seat. Get a speak lamp. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> but no, I mean, wow. Just love it. And I, I really couldn't be happier. I'm not sure what I can't really contribute if folks, uh, and continue the trend that that makes me super special too because well, right, this program right, because, and because of your, your, what is it you you're, really you're, you're enlightened self interest is that it yeah yeah that's it yeah no that'd be a freaking tragedy for you know I don't really get the whole tragedy thing uh, it, it's people that don't deserve. The, the crap that they get or do they deserve it? You're the historian. Uh, some do, some don't. I mean, uh, okay, this is, you know, you know I try to be generous, especially in the last couple of years. I, I made a commitment that I was going to be a, better, be a better person because I was able to be a better person now. Yeah. Um, uh, but I just had a moment earlier today, and it kind of got all over me. You know, you've, you've heard on Friday on the front porch when Jeremy sponsors Robin's creepy sugar daddy report. Yeah. Um, and and most, of, most of those I say, you know, they're just nasty. Um, and, and it's more of a, sociolo- a sociological inquiry to... Try to figure out why you know why 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 did I've I've never not once had a nasty I've, I mean I've had some interactions none of them have been nasty from women. Uh, men are pigs. I kind of want to be a woman too. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> but and and so you know most of those we laugh at we move on. But I just happened to open one of the messages uh, one of the messaging apps this morning. And lo and behold, I see a message request from some dude in Libya. Ooh. And it's just a one Ooh. sentence. It's just a one sentence message. Do you have a dick? No, 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 no. What? No. No. It was, okay. It was. You are man, not woman. And oh. I, and and I wrote back and said, 
Really? See, you're not supposed to respond, but I just mm, wanted to this morning. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I said, really? I am? Honey, I was ten times the man you'll ever be and ten times the woman you'll ever have. You, meanwhile, are a puddle of dribbling of, of dribbling dog shit with a bunch of flies all over it. So I win. Go kill yourself. Oh wow! And yeah, well, I'm that was not that was that was not nice on my part. Yeah, but if you if, if if you if you drop into my DMs with something like that, and I feel and I feel like going full nuclear, guess what? Yeah. That's right. Man, you open, yeah. You and, open and the thing is, he, he probably wasn't even that guy. He was some dude in a Russian troll farm or a Chinese troll farm or an yeah. Indian troll farm. You know, a troll yeah. farm somewhere. And I don't think any of those <laughs> people... Elon Musk I don't, I, don't, I don't think any of those per- people deserve... No, because I, I ain't Jesus. None of those, peop- none of those <laughs> people deserve, de- deserve our solicitude. You know what you're doing. They deserve no quarter. I mean, this is this isn't like some some human being uh, at a call center in Bangalore uh, dialing during dinner to ask you if you you know ask you about your car's warranty. They're just trying to make a living. If you're mm-hmm. if, if you're if you're a paid troll, you've already gone over to the dark side. Okay, you're done. There's oh, no yeah. there's no coming back. Yeah, well, that's evil. So I, 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 I confess, I was a little bit shitty, and I'll probably get some hell for that. No, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. No. No, I wouldn't sweat it. <laughs> I wouldn't. Oddly, oddly enough, I, I do. That. I was like, oh, should I have done that? Probably. Yeah, no, right. So you I, sh- I, probably, I probably should have stopped with... Dribbling fly blown, yeah. pu- fly blown puddle of dog shit. I win. That no, man, nice. that's beautiful. That's poetry. <laughs> that's poetry. You know, kind of a through line. Um, but I went to spend. Uh, I just dog sat for my friend and this family went on vacation, and his daughter is. A prima donna, and she's had a rough go of it too because she got beat up. But anyway, she was always—I uh, don't know—she decided to pick a fight with me, and it was really truly sad. I think they're Trumpers. Uh, my best friend and I don't talk about politics because we agreed to not do that. All right. And uh, I'm, I'm still angry. I'll forgive her. And do I have to be a good person and just say, you know, screw you? Um, you never show me any respect. I mean, my best friend's daughter, um, he blew enough jizz uh, to... We may have hit her TMI territory. Save the broadcast. Oh, he's a star, Save the so. broadcast. Oh, it's got to go in a gutter. 
Louis Scott can't get all the credit. True, and, and um, that reminds me. I need to check Facebook and see if Scott's put anything up there. Uh, 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 we've all been fretting and fussing about him. Um, oh, really? Oh, um, yesterday, Scott posted, huh? because people had asked me if you heard anything from Scott. Uh, a quick update yesterday. Uh First, thanks for all the well wishes and love. With you folks pulling for me, I should be able to dance successfully with this medical adventure. More tests ahead today and Monday. As always, never will an opportunity be missed to prick, prod, probe my body, or forcibly remove some liquid or solid from within me to then study and analyze to a flat-out fairly well. More when I know for sure, details-wise. When the doctor visited today, he indicated the team is still gathering data for a soon-to-arrive plan of action. Not sure if surgery oh. will be required. Bye for now. Oh. oh. That's classic Scott to be funny and yikes. Oh. I think he's probably still I think he's probably still I think he's probably still starving though. Okay, yeah, well. Boy. I really hope for the best. That's the area break out in tears. Oh, wow. And uh, Randy Radar said, please ask, I don't know if he's listening, please tell Scott to get a second opinion. He has to get the first one first, Randy. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, the healthcare industry. Ugh. Isn't that the so grossest thing? Uh, they, uh, they care about fetuses. Well, why don't the fetuses have free health care? Uh, basically, you have the womb. Your the womb is the vessel, right? You know, the guy didn't do much to uh, contribute, <laughs> and yikes. Yeah. That's painful, by the way. Uh, uh, and uh, Ralph, well, Ralph's, right. Ralph's just told me Scott got a friend reply today. So, uh, if you want to, if you want to, sort of add a little oh, detail okay. on that, Ralph's, yeah. yeah, let us know. All right. Yeah, I can do that. Oh, speaking, of, I was thinking. Uh, uh, the majority report had uh, Emma had um, a historian on. It looks like a really good book. It was uh, the guy was super brilliant, a uh, uh, professor at George Washington University, and the story is something like uh, why Americans are unhappy with their, you know, uh, scare quotes democracy. It was quite entertaining. Um, Maybe the book might be, uh, you know, an interesting read. You probably don't want to have other people color your thoughts about things. I can certainly understand that. But Emma's great. Um, they're great on trans issues. Have you ever uh, thought about reaching out? They've been interested in, they support other podcasts, so, and, 
you're like the grandmother of podcasting. Well, that's the. I'm game. It's just, it's just, it's just a matter of. Yeah, um, you know. You know, sometimes it's like, um, it's just like know, howling out into the howling into the void. Right, but the well, that radical self-interest again is people got a couple bucks to spare, and then you know, if we reach our base, like we've done with, uh, you know, our dear friend John Bertabo and. Um, yeah, and you know, if you have to sell um, dildos or something, AdamandEve.com. <laughs> um, with, really, with, Adam, uh, and Eve? Adam and Eve, really? <laughs> Headquarters somewhere near Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, is it really? Well, that's the hot spot, isn't it? All the repressed Christians. Why? Well, yeah, where? Where else? Would, where? Where else would you put your dildo store? Yeah, well, right there, or in your vagina, or up your yeah. ass. I don't know. Yeah, North 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 Carolina, Alabama, and the right. funny and the funny thing is, you know, Alabama's law is still on the books, but and and this is not because I'm driving around looking for them. Let's be clear. Yeah, well, uh, but I, I, I was—I was going from Atlanta to Birmingham one time. Actually, I was coming coming back from one of the Malloy Mountain getaways. And I mean, you—you ba- you don't even cross the Alabama line before your first billboard shows up. Uh, lingerie and intimate novelties, forty miles. Another, lingerie. Right next door is the fireworks. Yeah. That's for the climax. Adult devices, thirty miles. It's not like the Stuckies signs used to be, but then again, we've been over the Stuckies yeah, thing. Stuckies. Yeah, yeah there's, there's, I remember Stuckies. There's yeah. The, yeah, there's the old, there's the old, there's the old former Stuckies building. Still has the blue roof at Upton, Kentucky, and it is a shock. It is a, it is a shockingly frank um, adult novelty store now. Pecan, yeah, well, our pecan, Stuckies. Wait, pecan log rolls take on an entirely new meaning. <laughs> oh, please. Camel. You started it. <laughs> you know, uh, our Stuckies is, is a kiss uh, and ass center now. TNA, travel centers, truck stop. Yeah. <laughs> And that was another thing on the billboards. Plenty of truck parking. <laughs> hey, you wish. It ain't that big. <laughs> Can. Oh, and I'm sorry. I'm, I'm in a kind of a mood tonight, huh? Happens to the I best of us. Really shit all over this program. And... No, 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 Ken, you haven't yeah. even gotten close yet. This, pro, no, no. no. <laughs> well, things, all have, things, things have gotten even. so much more sideways on this program from time to time. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm doing my part. Everybody has to. Which, mm-hmm. which reminds me. Uh, Brother Deacon Asa sent along. Uh, yeah, Hills. 
And there's Brother Deacon Asa now serving as the horn ad hoc adult novelties fact-checking department. Adam and Eve's, Adam and Eve's head office is in Hillsboro, North Carolina. I'm sure it's because of the favorable tax treatment or something. But, uh, no, uh, I was talking about Marginal Trailer Queen at the beginning of the program. And uh, Brother Deacon Asa writes in, Nah, honey, neither butt plug nor dildo. I know a little bit about a little bit, and I can tell you that Marge is an all, all, of, the, uh, all of the above kind of girl. Shame on me. Been, been with a few of them in my day. Oh, well, okay, I mean. No, the cowbell is for nothing if not the candor, Brother Deacon. So there you go. <laughs> I was thinking they probably get a religious exemption. You know, can be cantric. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. So. <laughs> Sorry, sneezing frenzy. Uh, nobody nope. needs to hear that. Yeah, no. Uh, it's probably the cats. At this point, it's the cats. And I, oh, and I don't hear oh, I have a cat now, too. We love them. We love them dearly, and it's, you know, not like they're doing it intentionally. Oh. I have a cat now, too. Oh, really? I've never had a cat. Oh. And his name well, is Lincoln. Well, you you are you're going to be blessed. Uh, as yeah, once, uh, once once he gets cool with you, you've got a you you've got a slightly negligent friend for life. Uh, he's kind of a scaredy cat right now, um, but you know he's had some kind of uh, fucking you'll, maniac. You'll know you'll know, you know, that, you'll know that you'll know they really love you okay. when they start knocking your shit off counters. Oh, okay. Good. This doesn't need to be here. <laughs> no, he's gonna love it. I, I just, I can't wait till he comes out. You know, and is not afraid that he's still afraid of the ceiling fan. Well, it, it, you know, they're they're sensitive animals, and they take some time getting used to new environments. Yeah. Is he is he any kind oh, of, I, is he any kind of cat in particular or? Uh, well, what do you think? Uh, orange and white. Oh. So is that like a tabby? Uh, long hair, so very soft. Um, he lets me pet him, but um, that's about as far as it goes. He's gone a little bit farther in his room since uh, when Corey's around, but she works weekends, so you know, I'm worried about the cat. I'll, I'll go check on him every, you know, a couple hours. I can go out sleep all damn day. Lazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, there, there are worse things. Listen, Ken, I'm glad. I'm so glad you called in, and I hope, uh, I hope you have a wonderful holiday season, and you and your daughter celebrate just the most joyful Christmas together. Well, great, thank even, you. Even I if you, even if you don't buy into the underlying stuff about Christmas. No, but. Whatever it's about, family and peace and love and warmth and you know, which this family is. Um, and screw all the theocrats and the rest of them. <laughs> okay. 
Absolutely. Uh, it was great to talk to you, Robin. And we'll talk to you soon. All right. You take care, Ken. Stay warm. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Our buddy Ken calling from the far reaches of Pennsylvania, Bama, Vania. We'll leave the stand off for now because, you know, Josh Shapiro and John Fetterman. There's hope. There's hope. So, uh, well, like I, both lines are open if you want to get into the conversation. You're more than welcome. Um, the stress line where Ken just was is 844-843-4676. 844-843-4676. 844-THE-HORN. And uh, that line, that line, by the way, is only answered while the program is live. Um, it was ringing the other day over the weekend, and yeah, I wasn't in here, so I didn't know. But, yeah, it only gets answered when the program is live because it's a studio phone. And if you want to reach me on Skype, oof, Bob Kincaid Horn, D-O-B-K-I-N-C-A-I-D-H-O-R-N. One of these days, I mean, hell, we're only two, <laughs> coming up on two and a half years after my transition, so. Eh. Uh, Oh, thanks for that, Ralphs. Uh, one of Scott's friends wrote, uh, keep your chin up and your hospital gown closed. Wise words. Uh, Lee, Lee, on the other hand, says, cat hate. The cats in my home must hate it here. They don't knock things to the floor. Willing to let the hate continue. <laughs> continue. Yeah, I know. Uh, and... And, and and the problem of what to do with the, what to do with the bathroom tissue continues. And you know, Scott suggested once in, um, had a sign that says, "I have a cat TP in drawer." Don't have a drawer. Need to work on that. Uh, as to Adam and Eve, um, oh, that's why I remember. Yeah, Adam and Eve's corporate headquarters is in Hillsborough, North Carolina, just on the outskirts of Chapel Hill. Very good place to work. I've met the owner, Phil Harvey. He spoke at the Unitarian Church here in Raleigh. Well, how nice. How nice. And, you know, making people happy. Right. Um, so, uh, here, well, we're two, two hours into the program, and things did kind of run into a ditch fairly uh, quickly. And I guess because of the uh, uh, squirrely start to the program, I neglected to uh, uh, say hey to the chat room. Namely, uh, uh, Squeaky and Irish Dave are in there, and so is Anatole. And once again, one moderator for every chatter. Uh, Long-time inveterate, indefatigable veteran chat room moderator Sparky is hard at work. As is Pinch Hit Midweek Chat Room Utility Moderator and all-around great guy, Brother Bishop Steve from Georgistan. And Horn Chief, uh, Horn Chief Mathematician and Agronomist, uh, Roger in Oregon is also there. Hey, Steve! <laughs> Steve just said, so many cops. Well, you know, we want, we, we want to make sure that we've got a full complement for uh, all the necessary brain bashing. 
Now, where else? Uh, yeah, this one is serious. Uh, it has to do uh, it has to do with a journalist and frankly I found the news terrifying This is the journalist who uh, wore the wore the rainbow T-shirt at the uh, the World Cup, and the news broke on Friday out of the blue. that he was dead. Perfectly, perfectly healthy. Grant Wall was covering the World Cup uh, I think for um, CBS Sports. He was attending the Argentina versus Netherlands game when he dropped dead. And so far, the uh, medical authorities have been less than forthcoming. He was not in the kind of... Uh, he, he appeared to be in good shape. He was young-ish. On Instagram, his brother, Eric said, my name is Eric Wall. I live in Seattle, Washington. I'm Grant Wall's brother. I'm gay. I'm the reason he wore the rainbow shirt to the World Cup. My brother was healthy. He told me he received death threats. I do not believe my brother just died. I believe he was killed. I just beg for any help. And he left behind a, a wife, Celine uh, Gounder. She said, I'm so thankful for the support of my husband, Grant Wall's soccer family, and of so many friends who've reached out tonight. I'm in complete shock. Meanwhile, President Johnny Infantino, president of FIFA, and so and, and as crooked as a dog's hind leg, said uh, he sent his Sincerest condolences to the family and friends. It is with disbelief and immense sadness that I have been made aware of the passing of renowned sports journalist Grant Wall whilst reporting on a quarterfinal match during the FIFA World Cup in Qatar. Only some days ago, Grant was recognized by FIFA and AIPS for his contribution to reporting on eight consecutive FIFA World Cups and his career also included attendance at several FIFA Women's World Cups, as well as a host of other international sporting events. His love for football was immense, and his reporting will be missed by all who follow the global game.
I'm kind of, I'm with Eric Wall. Um, this feels like something Mother Russia would do, and I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to let anybody off the hook. It sounds like something Iran would do. It sounds like something, oh, you know, Mohammed bin Bonesaw would do. This is, somebody earlier said it sounded like a game of Clue. Uh, the entirety of Cutter is, should probably be considered a suspect in this. And I hope the Biden administration will treat this with the gravity it deserves. I mean, what, a polonium pellet? A little poison this, a little poison that. I mean, this is, this is, this is right in Mother Russia's sweet spot. And now that they're the, the bosom buddies with Iran, and the fact that uh, Grant Wall had a habit of talking about the rights of women, and the fact that Iran is now busily uh, conducting executions of people who had uh, a hand in protesting the headgear law there. I mean that's that that, that seems that seems like a couple of likelies, but you can't rule out Cutter itself or some you know some most noble, puissant, majestic shake or whatever. And well, like I said, Mohammed bin Bonesaw is always going to be in the mix because Grant Wall actually cared about rights. He didn't have to wear that rainbow shirt, and that rainbow shirt may have cost him his life. It's a reminder of how far we have to go. Yeah, Steve, I do. Uh, Steve in New York asks, do you smell a rat? I smell a very Russian rat. Or Iranian, or Qatari, or Saudi. Any number. And so, you know, there there are no there are no potential answers, very little data at all. Let's see what the most most recent coverage is. Um, his body has been returned to the United States. It was accompanied by a consular official. Isn't it interesting how we say he or she or they in life? But upon death, we almost... Uh, automatically shift to it. So the news story I'm looking at says he was returned, his remains were returned along with his 
personal effects. The question, though, is whether there was toxicology and autopsy done. Earlier in the week, he had complained of respiratory difficulties. And then he was treated for a possible case of bronchitis. And there has been still no... No cause of death even mentioned. It stinks. It stinks to high heaven. And meanwhile, I have not given a lot of attention to this. This is just because this guy just looks like another another grifty shyster. But uh, the co-founder of FTX, which I guess was some sort of uh, what um, dodgy crypto exchange. Uh, well, about a month after FTX filed for bankruptcy, uh, Sam Brinkman Freed was arrested in the Bahamas at the request of the U.S. government based on a sealed indictment that was filed by the Southern District of New York. And basically, Sam Brinkman was sleazy and grifty and used money coming in from customers to FDX to prop up other business ventures. He had had been uh, slated to testify before Congress. I'm guessing that's going to be a no. And at one point in time, because we fetishized wealth. He was lauded and and, and lord and, 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 and his praises were sung as the world's youngest billionaire. Lord. On uh, a little bit of news closer to home. We've had a uh, make West Virginia great big old Governor Jim Justice sighting. True enough, Dave number 11 says, dodgy crypto exchange is a redundancy. You get no fight out of me on that case. No, but uh, we've, had a, we've had a make West Virginia great big old Governor Jim Justice uh, sighting. 
ProPublica doing the reporting. I didn't realize it. I'm not surprised, but he owns Make West Virginia great big old Governor Jim Justice, one of the oldest industrial plants in Birmingham, Alabama. And he has, uh, uh, Justice and his plant have agreed to pay a $1 million fine. This, of course, is chump change to Jim Justice. Nonetheless, he probably will uh, lay about and dodge and weave and try not to uh, pay it, but eventually, you know. But uh, this was a nasty affair. Bluestone Coke will be the uh, largest fine in the history of the Jefferson County, Alabama Board of Health. They dropped a $925,000 penalty on them. But here's the thing, and this is the way it always works out with these people. He was facing, Jim Justice was, up to $60 million in fines for the harm that they did. It'll all be taken care of by a consent decree, and of course, Bluestone Coke won't have to admit to having done anything wrong. And it didn't have to be this way. It never does. But Bluestone Coal and Coke could have simply made basic repairs, but those cost money. The repairs were critical to reducing uh, to reducing air pollution, massive air pollution. And, of course, the air pollution wound up where? Of course, in nearby historic black neighborhoods. Because it's always something like that. This is what we mean when we talk about environmental racism. Damn sure didn't build their coke plant next to make West Virginia great big old Governor Jim Justice's house, now did they? And they didn't just find that this place was polluting neighborhoods. They found that it was in rampant violation of the air pollution rules, even in Alabama. Uh, The board overseeing the health department sued Bluestone, too, and went so far as to say that Bluestone Coke's operation in Birmingham was, quote, a menace to public health. Now, I'm sure somewhere at the time, make West Virginia great big old Governor Jim Justice said, In no way, shape, form, or fashion have we ever been a menace to public health here. Not me and baby dog. It was so bad, the pollution was, that residents were being subjected to Air and soil contaminants among the worst in the entire United States. And that says something when you're talking about places like West Virginia or Cancer Alley in Louisiana. The facades of the houses in the area are stained, possibly past cleaning. 
uh, by some by by a color approaching that of charcoal. Some housing values were driven as low as one thousand dollars. The air pollution was so bad that parents feared to let their children play outside. And in point of fact, the people who know about the effects of penalties like this said any penalty under a million dollars would be shockingly low. Meanwhile, a pettifogger by the name of Steve Ruby uh, said, well, "Any criticism of that amount is too lo- that the amount is too low is unfounded and fails to take account of the full context of the resolution." Uh, in the consent order, we will provide the certainty that the company needs to complete its evaluation of the plant's future. Look, I'm a longtime practitioner of the art of word knowing. That is that is that is some original frontier gibberish, is what that is. Because a, a significant and actually punitive fine wasn't levied, now they're going to be able to complete its evaluation of the plant's future. It's not like they figured this out yesterday. The pettifogger, Ruby, went on to say, uh, Despite investing tens of millions of dollars in long-deferred maintenance, Bluestone was unable to fully overcome those challenges, and it ultimately concluded that only a rebuild would allow the plant to operate profitably and in compliance with environmental requirements. <sighs> So, I mean, if I, if I, if I read my pettifogger speak uh, well, um, that probably means that they're going to go with their hand out to the state of Alabama for some sort of tax-free giveaway so that they can make the plant safe for the residents nearby. How about close the plant? I mean, I, I know, I know that that's that's right up there with destroying firearms that have been used in crimes. It makes Republicans have the saddest of sads. But why does a coke plant need to be smack dab in the middle of a black neighborhood? Anybody? And so they'll get a new permit, and eventually they'll restart operations and lather, rinse, repeat, even though nothing's going to get cleaned. Uh, Jefferson County Health uh, uh, experts said uh, they can't resume production without substantial capital investment. So they'll have to spend $150 million to reopen it. It, by the way, did I mention that Jim Justice is a multi-billionaire? 
Yeah, he could drop $150 million and never even know it was gone. That's his Jed Clampett. That's not even his Jed Clampett walking around money. Meanwhile, they're still in hock, the company is, for millions of dollars in fees that they still haven't paid to uh, the city of Birmingham agencies, to companies and contractors who worked at the plant before they stopped coking in the fall of 2021. Wow, I got to Birmingham just in time. Because we were there in November of 2021 into December. So the Bluestone Coke is going to have to draw up big old plans about how they're going to make the uh, uh, plant tolerable. And then independent engineer, oh, if you only knew how independent engineers are selected, uh, will then write a report saying the Coke ovens can operate in a safe and compliant manner. And meanwhile, there's not a blessed word in here. And I'm not criticizing ProPublica. You can only get so much information into a piece. There's mention of the fact that parents were afraid to let their children play outside. I wonder how many children became asthmatic as a result. Because that happens. I wonder how many times parents and grandparents have have sat on a doctor's examining table or stood up against the, stood up against the plate to get a chest x-ray and found out what breathing all that filth that made the money for Jim Justice well how they paid it out of their their their, their actual bodies I can't help but think about that because I learned how to think about that here because the external, the actual externalized and particularly human costs of the existence of billionaires relying upon the filthiest hydrocarbon energy sources in the planet never get accounted for By considering, by considering the human toll it takes. That's why I think billionaires are probably sociopaths, because ordinary people who aren't sociopaths could not work day in and day out knowing that they were poisoning people. And not even remotely taking it into account. And I've been blathering along. I, I presume we all know what Coke is. Coke is what you get. Don't even send me a Coke joke, okay? Yeah, I tried snorting Coke once. About drowned. No. Um, when you burn coal in a relatively low oxygen environment, you get coke. All the impurities burn off, 
And then coke is particularly helpful in making steel. Because adding carbon to iron is how you get steel. So like when you're out, say, looking for a new quality kitchen knife, you want to look for those three words, high carbon steel. It means the knife will be of decent quality. And here in West Virginia, just a couple of miles from where I am now, we have, a, we have an area of the little community called Coke Oven Holler. And it's kind of historic now because Coke ovens used to line the bank and there's places all over all over this this state where you can find the remains of old coke ovens down the river a ways um, down around say Smithers Cedar Grove um, there are historic markers for where old coke ovens were and you can you can only guess at how foul the air must have been. And of course then, similar to now, state government was entirely uh, a, a captive, a wholly owned subsidiary of the, of the uh, merciless corporations that ran rampant here. They did as they wished. In a state known for its coal production, it's actually kind of fascinating to realize that the West Virginia Department of Natural Resources has no earthly idea at all where all the cold, old coal mines are, nor how far they extend. Most, if not all of them, are all full of water now. And arguably, there's a reckoning coming. So among other things with this consent decree... They're going to have to uh, monitor sulfur dioxide, which is toxic to human lungs. Two coke plants nearby, Bluestone Coke and ABC Coke, which is still operating, uh, pumped God alone knows how much sulfur dioxide into the lungs of children and adults in the area and you can't run away from it. But just monitoring for sulfur dioxide is not a solution because guess what? In this consent degree make West Virginia great big old Governor Jim Justice's Bluestone Coke gets to pretend that there aren't other toxic chemicals in the air. So they tested the air around there. And what did they find in the air, this independent agency? Benzene, naphthalene, both of which were exist, existed in, in, in amounts high enough to, promet, to promote the formation of cancers. But Bluestone doesn't have to monitor for benzene or naphthalene 
and lo and behold, one official said the health department uh, looked at the results and said, well, they don't reveal any new or concerning air pollution data. If there's any good news to all of this, is that it's that the uh, mayor's office in Birmingham is trying to put together a $37 million plan to buy out the property of the, 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 the homes there. But that just displaces people. But then they also say they're going to revitalize the north side of Birmingham and so that people who want to stay can stay. Uh, the problem is Mayor uh, Randall Woodfin has yet to find anybody who wants to buy in on the plan. And certainly not make West Virginia great big old Governor Jim Justice. When ProPublica asked, uh, the uh, folks there at Bluestone Coke were as silent as a graven image. Then there's an, a, a grassroots group called People Against Neighborhood Industrial Contamination Panic. And uh, Charlie Powell, who founded that group, said straight out, it's a get-out-of-jail-free card. It ain't going to be enough. And it won't be, because we don't want to give the billionaires a sad. Uh, going back to Cutter for a moment and their manifest corruption, again... There's a huge investigation. There have been searches executed. People's offices have been gone through because the uh, cutteries were bribing for all they were worth. And uh, Ron and Raleigh writes and says, FIFA and the cuttery. Have you been listening to the cuttery lying their burnous wearing asses off about the numbers of foreign workers that have died constructing the World Cup facilities and the filthy conditions they had to live in? So, yes, they're lying. Let me digress. Brittany Griner was supposed to have brought some type of drug into Russia. But have you noticed in every report what she brought in changes? Cannabis oil, hashish oil, CBD oil. What the fuck was it? And did her Russian attorney get to have it analyzed? No. No. Because that would smell a little too much like due process. And that's a phrase that apparently doesn't translate well into mother Russian. But God, the, the, the corruption, I mean, frankly, FIFA should be dismantled and its pieces scattered to the four corners of the planet. Start over somewhere else. It's bound to be possible to have a World Cup without that gang of, of, of avaricious thugs. But that's me. And so we are all but 30 minutes of the program done. And we got $280 to go. If we could knock down some of that even, whatever comes in helps. Thank you so much to Christopher and to Ralphs for making sure we didn't goose egg. Thank you both. And if anybody wants to jump in, well, it's right there. Head on dot live. The PayPal button's right there on the main webpage. Thank you in advance. 
You're why this program continues to exist. And let's run over to the stress line. Hey, welcome to the program. Hey, dear. Hi, dear. Hello, there. Well, hey, Tracy. How are you, dear? <coughs> I'm actually okay, even though I don't sound like it, I am. Yeah, <coughs> your lung sounds great. Well, actually, lung. considering how I have been sounding, I, you know what? I heard you. I just, I just chose to ignore your ass. Die. <laughs> no, both, both, as a matter of fact, I do have a doctor's appointment tomorrow, so I might have to go ahead and get a, um, a breathing treatment, but you know what? I'm doing okay. I'm just, um, you know, we get, uh, you know, last week I finally got through the whole thing with my sister's memorial. Um, everything, you know, is, is all quiet on the Western front. So it's, I'm hanging in there. Um, but it's just, you know, did you see what I sent you about Kevin DeLeon and the, and the fight? Yes, I did. As a matter of fact, well, that, that, you mu- know, that must have been, um, that been he, a little bit zany. Yeah, I mean, and he's of course claiming, oh, they attacked me. He headbutted me, and I'm like, for all you that y'all that don't know, I mean, of course, I know you guys have heard about the whole Kevin DeLeon and Nuri Martinez and Gil Cedillo and I can't think of the other brothers. Latinx brother's name, but they're the ones that did the racist, you know, rant in a um, meeting that was being illegally recorded. Well, anyway, Martina stepped down, um, and the brother that was head of the L.A. County uh, Labor Federation, he stepped down. Right, they those two stepped down right away. So Dio got voted out, so his term ended basically on Friday. But Kevin DeLeon refuses to step down because he keeps saying his constituents need him, blah, 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 even though Friday was the first time he's been back to work. He was just shy because I think there's a rule in the charter that if you're not present for 60 days, then I forget what happens, but basically it's like brown. I don't, like I said, I don't know, but he can get in trouble. Well, anyway... So he just kind of vanished off the face of the earth. They were actually, you know, looking for him. Um, and Black Lives Matter in Los Angeles were actually posted out in front of his house every day until he moved out under cover of night. So nobody knew where he was. So just the other day, I guess it was on Friday evening, he, you know, attended a, probably like a Toys for Tots kind of thing in Lincoln Heights. He had on his set. Santa Claus cap and all this, and of course, Black Lives Matter showed up, and they're like, "Look, dude, nobody wants you. You need to get out of the, you know." And so the brother, there's a, you know, there's a whole video. <laughs> brother with his hands up, and Delion is like pushing at him. Next thing you know, it's a full-on brawl. He picks, basically, he body slams the Delion, body slams the brother, and starts welling on him. And now he's saying, I don't feel safe. I don't, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? Just step down. Step down. So now they have a petition. So there is a petition. Now they got to get, I think, 25,000 signatures to have him recall. Now, if you care about your constituents as much as you do, say you do, 
why would you why would you make them spend? I think it's going to cost a few million dollars to recall your lab. You know, I just because the only thing, one of the things that just kills me about Kevin DeLeon is that his my sister Skid Row is part of his district, and the only thing I could think of is all this money that's about to be spent to recall your ass. Don't you think that could be better spent to help people like my sister that could have helped her? You know, it's just these these professional politicians. It's like I don't know what's going on in LA, y'all. Paul Perez, he was he actually turned out, uh, and he was actually running. Where he had another office, city controller, and he got soundly beaten by his young man, Kenneth Mejia. Um, he was just looking for his next gig, you know, on his next turn at another at the city trough. <clears throat> and do you realize that the best part is Kenneth Mejia is actually going to be the first actual CPA who's ever at Kansas City with um, a <laughs> the position of city controller in the history of the city of Los Angeles. How about that? Yeah. And then on Friday, he did this, I guess they did like this whole, you know, it was his last day in office. So they did this big, you know, you know, uh, tribute of all his pictures and, you know, his time. Because I guess um, uh, we have a, in the city of Los Angeles, city council, they only have a, they have a three-term limit. So this was, like I said, he turned out. And so at the end, you know, he, had, he spoke. And then at the end of his speech, he says, and to all you protesters and distractors, fuck you. He actually said, fuck you. Not much interest in the future, is he? At least well, I guess not, he was a, not on the rehabilitation tour. No, it's like, I mean, I mean, correct. I mean, I guess he said, okay, he wasn't my councilman person. He was in the Westwood, UCLA. So, you know, um, and I'm not sure who took over his seat. Uh, but the thing is, look, he'll be fine. You know, he'll go, he'll charge money for speaking gigs and he'll go on the, you know, I was, you know, he'll be somebody, some consultant at some, you know, Fortune 500 company or whatever the case may be. I mean, Robin, help me out here. Like this whole thing with Kevin DeLeon. I mean, like I said, you're more politically more into politics than I'll ever be. But I just, I don't. Can you help me out? If to, I mean, other than I know he makes. I mean, uh, DeLeon is in the office until 2024. That we want him gone, right? And so he makes over two hundred, like two hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars a year in salary. Um, not including the perks that he gets from, you know, other stuff that he has his fingers in the pie. But can you help me understand what it is and why, even though this man is just 
a wretched human being. Why are these people feeling so they could do no wrong and that it's okay just to, to do to go against the top the will of his of his entire district and just say, you know, just the middle finger to everybody. I got a couple of theories. One, and I'm waiting to hear. Nobody, nobody can force him to resign. And as long as long as he's in that chair, he gets that check. Right. And the check cleared is always a persuasive argument. Right. The other part is, you know, maybe he needs that extra time to make sure everything's all tidied up before he leaves. No loose ends, you know what I mean? Tidy, tidied up, in other words, any graft or corruption or malfeasance is, you know, they, they can't find anything. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, so that anything that needs shredded gets shredded. Right. I mean, that's entirely paranoid on my part, but it's a, and it's speculative in nature. But it makes some sense. It does. I mean, it's just, you know, I don't get it. I mean, between him and Kristen now, I'm all of a sudden an independent cinema. <laughs> yeah, we haven't talked That's about it. her this evening. Yeah, yeah. Well, you haven't? Oh, shit. No, just, no, yeah, we did, you know we, we did that all day. We did that all evening Friday. Friday was Kirsten Cinema Day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, because I... I well, I did listen to the show Friday. I was working, so um, you know what? A few months back, I don't. Well, it was a while back. I just remembered, and you and Steve and Todd. Hi, Todd. Hi, Steve. Um, we're talking because you actually had. I you know my memory sucks at times, but I remember this, the raucous uh, discussion about Kristen Cinema and her way of dressing. And I think I, I, you know, I chimed in um, about, you know, you should never, you know, that's just, you know, you know, you know, I just, I was appalled and upset about, you know, men, especially men, going after a woman, uh, how she dresses. And, you know, to, for full transparency, I had never seen really, you know, these people, they're just names in my head. I know who they are, but I don't particularly know what they look like because I don't want to waste time. It's bad enough just knowing the, what they do to the country and the damage that they're doing to our government and all that. So I choose not to know what they, I mean, there's people that you can't avoid, like, you know, Mitch and and Miss Lindsay. And, you know, there's just certain people that, because they're always in front of a camera. So when all when the story broke about Miss Cinema, it was the first time I actually saw what she looked like and how she dresses. And I still say you should never shame a woman about how she dresses. However, I might have to give it to Steve and uh, Todd on this one. There should be a certain level of decorum <clears throat> because I saw some of those outfits. I mean, I think at one of them she had on 
some peach thing and a matching wig. I'm like, again, be you, I just want to point one thing out, and that's this. When I started this part of my life, I'm so eternally grateful to Annette because women like me go through what's called that awkward phase. So do like right. teenage girls, and it's a little more understandable for them. But I went through it, through it, honey. You are not wearing that outside this house phase. It's not. It's and not. I understand it's, that. it's not that. It's not to say I was trying to be over the top, but I, she helped me slowly. Robin, we had the discussions. You sent me pictures. Yes. And you know, and, you, and, you, and I'm like, no, because no, no, we had the no. yes, no thing. Yes, yes, no, yes, no, no. <laughs> yes, no, 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 okay? And, you know, but she's been dressing as a woman longer than you have, sis. Right, and yeah, I mean. does she I mean, not have. The day that she gave the thumbs down to the. Uh, uh, to the minimum wage increase was the day that she curtsied as she cast her vote. Is that, yeah, I saw that, and I'm like, no wonder you call her curtsy cinema. I was like, because I was like, what is this shit, curtsy? Like I said, I never really paid attention to her because I don't, I have a, I have, you know, a finite amount of, of data or whatever that's formed in my head. So and you know that I can that I can comprehend and digest and analyze and all of this. So looking at so you know carded up white girl. Yes, I said it. No objection. I don't need it. I you know again it's just you know I you know I don't need that, but. I, you know, because we, like you said, you had me, and I'm not the brilliant girl in the world, but I have an eye for fashion. Yes. You know, and, you know, and I look at, you know, and I think about, you know, people who won't listen. And so I bet you she has friends. There might be a few people, maybe one, who has said this. No, but of course, I'm free writing over 21. I can do whatever I want to. How dare you, you know, that's the way I express myself. And I should be able to wear whatever I want to wear, however I want to wear it. And if you don't like it, you know, just get over yourself. So I can, I can see somebody walking up to her and saying, you know, especially maybe even, you know, Auntie, you know, well, she wouldn't say shit to Auntie Maxine, because Auntie Maxine would slap the taste out of her mouth. Well, you know, and, and interesting, so, you interesting. Know, you're gonna you're gonna like this. Interestingly, I just got a note from Lee in New York. Subject line: How Kirsten Cinema dresses. Lee said, "It's the ring that I will criticize." She and 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 provided me with a photo of her sipping something out of a straw. And the ring on her finger simply says, "Fuck off." No. No, no! And she's wearing a vaguely plaid 
fuchsia newsboy hat with matching fuchsia glasses. Um, okay, you know, you do you, curtsy. That's all I got. Because, I mean, you know, again, hate, I, I, I am known to criticize another woman because that's not what we're supposed to do. But when this woman is a see you next Tuesday, and she is single-handedly between her and, you know, Joan, Joe to the mansion born, it's like, it's, it's, uh, it's like she was just lying in wait, could not wait. To yeah. fuck it up. We were all happy. Yeah, to, that was the extra know, spe- and- that was that was the extra special double plus perfidy of it. Wait until the election of the of of the of the brilliant black man has been confirmed, and then shit on it. It is shit. You know, you just couldn't let the have, have the black man have anything, right? Feels a little like that. The level, the level of disrespect. You know, I'm still, again, you know, our, our sister in arms, you know, the, the Reverend Dr. Bernadette. You know, when yes. she pointed it, pointed, pointed it out to me, pointed out to me about how the DNC basically said, fuck you to all these young black men running for, you know, Congress and did not put any money into their races. And the young man from the... The fact that a young black man got elected to Congress from fucking Florida, that part, that he's even a, a Gen Zer, that a Gen Zer cared enough about his state and his country to run for office that he went into debt driving Uber and maxed out his fucking credit cards. Yeah. And the DNC, you know, that is, this is why I don't donate to the DNC, sis. I won't no do argument. it. I fucking won't do it. Because how the fuck, how dare you? How dare you? Not promote this young black man. You and and all about all these young kids don't do anything. They don't care about our country. They just sit back and complain. Through the fucking Ruger. And this young black man did what? And now he's trying to find a place to live. Now we still got the racism thing going because it's not like they don't know the motherfucker's going to get a got a job, right? He's a fucking congressperson, and yet they're like, "Oh well, your credit is kind of dodgy, there, son." Well, my fucking credit is dodgy because I maxed out my credit card. There we go. Now, if the DNC if the DNC wants to make amends. To this young man, maybe you should find out, help him find a place to live. How about that? Yeah, that'll probably be the congressional. I mean, that, that will probably be the congressional black caucus, though. Frankly, honestly. Yeah, uh, it'll, it'll be And now that he's in, and once he gets busy fundraising, the DNC will think he is the fine. You know, 
He is a fine and intelligent and well-spoken black man. Now you say the next line. And he's clean, too. There we go. And he's clean, too. That's just... And I know yeah, it'll probably, it'll be the congressional, you know, hopefully, you know, like AOC and, um, you know, the, 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 the um, what do they call them? The squad. AOC, Ayana, the squad, right. Hopefully they'll help out, help out to get, you know, help a brother, help a brother out. You know, that's Heba, Hebo, help a brother out. Yeah. And, and, but, but again, you yeah. know. Once, once he's made, once he's made his coin, oh, they're gonna, they're, they're, hmm, they're, just, they're gonna think the world and all of him, and I hope he gets it. First-term Congress people, generally speaking, keep their mouths shut and learn how it works. But I wonder if right. that, I wonder if that paradigm has changed with the advent of Lauren Bobblehead <laughs> Boobert and Marginal Trailer Queen. If they showed the power of getting out there and running your mouth, no matter how damn dumb you are. And right. If, and and if he gets out there and and speaks with 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 justice and passion in his soul, he'll be a star pretty quick. Oh yeah. So. Does he cause? You know, I'm just. I mean, I just. This is why who's 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 the who's the head of the DNC now? Well, that's the other thing. He won't be. He's not going to be head long, for long if he's still head at all. The um, the DNCC was run by, uh, or I mean the uh, the DCCC, the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, was run by Sean Mahoney, Sean Patrick Maloney, rather, and he's the one who fucked everything up. If he hadn't lost five seats in New York that didn't have to be lost, we'd be dead even. That part. But he did fuck up. And you how, know, how did he manage to do that? Oh, it's it's too much to go into with this little time in the program. It's too much. In, with, but yeah. they got but but the they got too cute by half. And, for instance, uh, there was redistricting, and he actually ran in a primary against a well-respected progressive member of the House and took them out, which meant two seats open. And then he lost his ass. I mean, it's, 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 it's a... It's it's a karmic bitch slap from like, you know, way, 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 you know, I mean, the, the, the forehand on this takes a while getting there. The kinetic energy was profound from the guys yeah, on it, this one. So in other words, it started off in Hawaii and worked its way across the country. Yes, yes. I mean it was a it was a Batman slap. You know, and, did they have a and they had the big rings on the face on the fingers too? Yeah. Whap. You know. So you gotta have the big rings. Absolutely. So that's gonna leave a mark. But I wanted to. I, I, I did, did, did want to shift gears with you simply because there's a story out there that is curiously not being talked about, and you know that's kind of our job here, especially since I've been working the environmental. That's our job here. The environmental corner for a while. Hey y'all, did you know that we've just we have just had the largest 
inland oil spill in almost 10 years? And where would that be? Did you, did you, know, did you, did you know that, Tracy? No, I did not. Uh, so just south of the Kansas-Nebraska line, there's a little stream called Mill Creek. Everybody's got a Mill Creek. Somebody somewhere built a mill on the creek once, and everybody took their corn and their wheat and shit to get ground there and so it became mill creek no matter you know no 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 matter what the people who lived here for 15,000 years called it it's just mill creek i mean mill creek i got a i got a mill creek you mean creek. like Victoria Falls in Africa and it's like no matter it didn't matter what the people who lived there for like you know a millennia i'm sorry right yeah Did I so <laughs> so so mill creek is just a little bit south of the Kansas Nebraska line and uh, the other day, oopsie, uh, 14,000 14, barrels of crude oil spilled into it. Son of a bitch. Son of a fucking bitch. That's enough, Are to, you that's a, that's enough oil to fill an Olympic-sized swimming pool. And then some. Um, we both know that I know how, how big an Olympic-sized swimming pool is. Yes, she does. That's why I said what I I don't just do things here. So it's so bad. So I'm it's so it. bad they've had to go down and conduct a, or, or construct a sketchy-ass earthen dam three miles downstream from where the oil got loose. You know, this is this is this is this is like those gun stories we have from time to time. You know, where the gun just goes off. You know, the oil just yeah, the gun got... just went off. I don't know how that happened, but it yeah, just no, went the, off. Right, yeah, the oil just got loose. But wait, it just gets worse. Oh, you got, you got the... Wait, there's more. Uh, so the leak it came from a pipeline, because of course it did. Would you care to guess which pipeline it came from? You said Nebraska where? Uh, just south of the Nebraska line in Kansas. Would that be the Keystone Pipeline there, Robin? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Hold all calls. We have a winner. See, I pay attention. Mm-hmm. And we ain't heard shit about it. Uh, 14,000 barrels is approximately 580,000 gallons. And the pipeline just ruptured. And everybody who lived around there woke up and went, wait, why do I smell, what is that oil? What, what the entire fuck am I smelling? And mm-hmm. uh, and, and uh, uh, over at uh, the US EPA, a spokesperson there, Kellen Ashford said, uh, well, no, uh, TC Energy, that's who owns the Keystone Pipeline, uh, TC Energy hasn't said anything to us about a timeline for remediating this. Mm-mm, why should they say? And, and then Kellen Ashford said, "Well, you know, no groundwater has been affected. Horseshit." <coughs> what? Oh, the only water that's been impacted has been the surface water in the creek. The drinking water has not been impacted by the pipeline rupture. That should be followed by dot 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 yet. And because it's not regular crude oil, it's nasty-ass tar sands crude. It's really heavy and sludgy. 
and it sinks. So that means it doesn't just sort of float along on the water like a, you think about it. No, yeah, no. because oil and water doesn't support No, that doesn't shit, mix. That but, shit but this, is, this shit sinks. And so it's even harder to clean up. Oh. And, of course, they've, you know, this isn't their first. They've leaked in. They, they, leak. Leak. You know what a leak is? A leak is when you stay up night because you hear your faucet going drip, 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 drip. Uh, this drip. was, the, 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 I don't even know, what word do you use for this? Well, um, they've, had, they've had leaks in North Dakota. They'd have, they've had leaks in South Dakota. But, you know, you wouldn't want to punish these fuckers because then they'd have a corporate billionaire sad. And there's nothing sadder than a sad billionaire. You know, you know, the sad billionaire. Like when Elon Musk got booed at Dave Chappelle's show. Loving that. <laughs> loving that. Yeah, uh, uh, Chappelle said, well, they're only booing you from the cheap seats. The cheap seats, as we were informed earlier, were $176 apiece. The good seats were 1000 You know, I know how you feel about Dave Chappelle, and I'm feeling all sorts of kind of ways about that brother, but to bring it's just a slap in the face. Yet another slap but again, in let face. me, uh, I, 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 in case you didn't hear it earlier, there is an explanation for it. Dave Chappelle is a toxic transphobe, and Napoleon Bonapartheid is a, is a toxic transphobe, too. This was, a, this was a finger in the eye to the trans community, just like uh, the Saturday. You know, wow, the, the way the irony worked out. Saturday Night Live on November the 19th was opened right before trans, yeah. was opened by Dave Chappelle the day before the Trans Day of Remembrance and in his monologue he said I hope it gets to where we don't have to be so careful about the things we say and literally a couple of hours later in the Mountain Standard Time Zone the Club Q massacre took place, and to, the, to, to, to as far as I can tell, I don't know. I don't listen to everything, but I think I'm the only one who's actually put those little dot uh, connected those little dots. Because you are aware, you are conscious, conscious, and because we both did, and I mean. I didn't because I I don't watch Saturday Night Live, so I didn't realize that he was on, and then he, he told me about it, and then I'm like, oh my god! And see, this is those things, you know, like the brother. I think um, I don't know if I sent it to you, the brother that went after Kanye. He's like, bruh, you know, you're entitled to who you, what you want to say in your opinion, but see, the problem is in your entitlement. Is getting people who aren't you but look like you get them getting them killed because people listen to you, people feel and hear and and, and you're and they're fuming and and you are 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 fermenting this hatred. You are just helping make it worse. And when you say shit like I hope we don't have to say this, but we you know, and it's like. Really? Because now you mean Ben and, Jones? And I, you know, oh jeez. 
and you don't get what you're saying because the thing about like Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle is not a stupid man. Okay, he can put the he can tie shit together. Okay, so if you think that he didn't, if, they, if that wasn't timing and for what he said, and of course he's not going to take any responsibility for it. He is not. And and I'm I'm, I'm just, and I used to like Dave Chappelle, Robin. So did I. Dave Chappelle, you know, Dave Chappelle, you know, and I respected him when he said, you know, when he left that multi-million dollar show on Comedy Central and said, I got to take care of my mental health above all else. I respected the brother because people, hell, I don't know if I would have walked away for that money. I, I ain't going to lie to you, sis. Because a bitch be broke sometime, you know what I'm saying? I know, so, I know. You know? You know, so to have, for him to walk away and, and tr to try to get himself together and then to come back like this, you have to be more careful. You know, I just, but anyway, I, I know it's, it's time for you to go, but I just, you know, Horror Family, we, we have to be careful out there we have to be cognizant of our surroundings you know don't get this false sense of security that just because you live in certain parts of the country or certain parts of your state or your city that you're okay that's you know and and i'm not saying to run around scared or shit like that no just be aware oh and on another note, I don't know if anybody knows this, but if you have insurance, or I, I don't know if you have to have insurance, but you, if you do have insurance, you're you're entitled to eight free <coughs> COVID tests a month, um, and that's for you know it's not per household, it's per you know. So if you got you know you and your you know family members or whatever, if you so you just go to like CVS or something. Um, and show and take your insurance card and say, I want my um, my eight free COVID testing in home, you know, in home COVID test. You get eight a month, by the way. As I sit here coughing, but yeah, just want to throw that out there, just in case you didn't know. That's I, good I'm, knowledge I'm, to have. That you need. Yeah, you just, I mean. What's the fucked up part is so because I have Medicaid, I have Medicaid, Medi Medi, so I could if you have regular insurance, Blue Cross, Health Net, all that, you can go on the CVS website uh, or the app and order them online, and then you could pick them up that day. But if you have Medicare, you have to you have to like I, I went in today and you know and I thought I was going to get them the same day. You can't so you can't if you have Medicare or Medicaid. You cannot order them online. You have to go into to the CVS, go inside the CVS, and go to the drop-off counter, like you're dropping off a prescription, um, and show them your Medicare card. Um, but so I couldn't, so I have to wait 20. So I went in thinking I was going to get the test today, but I can't get them until tomorrow. Why? I do not know. I think it's just some bullshit or whatever. But if you have regular insurance, you can just 
and if there's a CVS, you can probably check Wall, you know, whatever chain pharmacy is in your in your area. Just go onto their app or their website, and I'm pretty sure um, you can get your um, your eight per month. You know, because I just tested the other day. A show negative, show po- show negative. Then took another one. Show positive, and then I took another one, and a show negative. So that's why I'm going to a doctor tomorrow just to make sure. But I don't think I. Ha- I, I just smart I feel, girl. I feel much, so much better. You know, I feel so much better than I have been feeling. So I think whatever was in me is has subsided, and I'm good. But still, you know, I'm I mask up everything. You know. I still want. I still act as though we're in a pandemic because guess what? We're fucking not, bitch. We're still fucking in a pandemic. Why do I? Why did I sound like? What was his name? Sam. What was his name? Um. Oh, what was his name? The the comedian. Uh, oh, Sam brother. Sam that, Kennison. You know, Sam Kennison. Yeah. Yeah. I I I, I sound kind of a little <laughs> like Sam Kennison a little while ago, but anyway. I love you. You take care you. of yourself, and you know. And overnight, people, please. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, a little broke, so you know, I can't really do anything right now. But y'all, please, 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 help a sister out with Robin because we need her, and we need our community to stay together, especially in times like these. So, on that note, I am out. I love you guys, and peace out. <laughs> Later, Tracy. See you, on. Thank you. Later, baby. Bye. See ya. Bye-bye. And on the way out the door, one last thing. Um, I just got a note from Steve in Georgia, Stan. Got it right this time. I, 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 I mislocated Steve earlier when Steve said, Do you smell a rat? I attributed that to Steve in New York. It was Steve in Georgia, Stan i got to pay better attention. I'm sorry. But Stephen Georgistan said, uh, I've been talking to Scott for the past half hour or so. And uh, he said uh, this is what he wants to let people know. The doctors have conversed, and the consensus is they're going to send him to a therapy facility and try to treat him non-surgically with physical therapy. Well, Scott, we're out here and we're rooting for you. And if they'll let you have a phone in your room, you can always listen in, or you can you can even call if you want to. But we're 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 sending you all the good thoughts and all the hope and all the positive energy. Okay, Th- and thank you, Steve, and Georgia, Stan. Sorry, I'm just reinforcing that for myself. Uh, for for letting letting us know, I do appreciate it. A little bit over time. We're probably going to be screwed at the end of the month by Podbean, but, you know, it's a 31-day month. They were going to do that anyway. Um, so thank you, everyone. Thank you to our PayPal and Patreon subscribers. Thank you to our a la carte contributors. That means thank you this evening to Christopher and Ralphs. Thank you so much. Thank you to each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in the program in whatever manner you so choose. Again, please, pretty please, uh, if you're li- wherever you're listening and you get a chance to upvote or thumbs up or whatever or post a review talking about how much you enjoy the program, please do that thing. 
because that's the only way the, uh, the algorithms know we exist. Thank you, and thanks to Brother Deacon Asa for reminding me. Please do that. It helps. It helps a lot, and it costs nothing. Nothing here costs anything. What am I talking about? Uh, thank you to our all-volunteer staff. Thank you to uh, Sparky and Roger and Steve in the chat room. Thank you to our news ninjas. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa. Head on dot live. Remember, brand new fresh Malloy on the way. 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Pacific. The best place to listen to the first run of Malloy is live. Thank you, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest-working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net, 20-plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia, and a proud union shop for almost a year now. That's wonderful. Please stay safe. Get your booster, get your flu shot, get your vaccine, or, or your, uh, you know what I mean. And um, wipe down your surfaces, help stop the spread of RSV, for God's sakes, when you're among the great maggot, unwashed and unvaxxed, wear your mask. Because, well, and just generally in crowds is a good idea. I strap it on every time I walk in Walmart. Um, probably shouldn't say strap it. Never mind. Um, wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Use your hand sanitizer. Maintain your social distance 15 to 20 feet like Paul from Parts Unknown says. And... You know, God, if you're walking down the street and some bleached blonde dipshit comes walking towards you babbling about, did you know they're selling dildos at Target? Oh, avoid that marginal trailer queen like the plague. Because she is. And always, 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 Gina, it's all for you. Later.